What is going on, guys? Thank you for joining me again today. I'm your host, Brandon Anglin of the BA Fitcast. I am a personal trainer here in Southern California, Orange County. Today, I'm super excited. I've got a friend and co-trainer here with me, Raina Tayson. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm super excited to have you in. Um, you, you've been training with us for the gym for how long now? Um, Just like two months. Right. So yeah, not even three months yet. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a it's been a cool minute. I know um, you started a little while back, and you've been you've been just progressing so much, and you've grown. Your business is amazing. I see you doing great. So I want to just jump right into it. I want to talk about you a little bit. I want to talk about your training, your business, your background, all of it. So where do you want to start? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I think the most important thing to start with is like why I got into training because. Right. I don't, it's not like a path that I think a lot of people took. Um, like a lot of people know that they were going to be in fitness or something, um, studying in school. Mm-hmm. In school, I actually wanted to become a teacher. Really? Um, yeah, and that's why I moved down to Southern California from Oregon to go to grad school, get my master's in teaching. What part of Oregon are you um, from? Southern Oregon, from like the boonies. Okay. Do you have a, <laughs> you got to give me a town because I have Grand's a little. Grand's Pass. Oh, okay. Are you familiar with like the Brookings area? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My, my little brother, he lives on the other side on the California border, but the Brookings area, is the, they're really familiar and they love it up there. Like by they, Smith River? So they live in Crescent City. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is known for a certain uh, thing they have there. Mm-hmm. It's a large penitentiary. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, so that, that's how I kind of know a little bit about that area. But please go on. Keep going. Tell me more. Okay. So yeah, came from Southern Oregon to pursue teaching. And like by the time I was in grad school, it just wasn't where I felt like my route in life was to go. Right. Um, because like a year and a half before, um, I had like the worst time with anorexia that I'd had mm-hmm. before. Like I dealt with it off and on um, for years. But in, I don't know, the like winter of 2017, mm-hmm. it got the worst where I was like abusing laxatives, like at least weekly, not eating anything. Wow. Um, like into like self harm. Now, like, how old were you when this was going on? Um, twenty one. Okay. Yeah, I was a senior in college. Right, right. Twenty one. So only like a year and a half ago. Right. Um, two years ago, something like that. Not very long ago at all. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, realized that I couldn't like handle it on my own, and got treatment. I worked with a team of four professionals for six months like every week. Okay. Um, and what, what kind of professionals were those? So I had a like regular like therapist, um, nutritionist, a right. doctor and a psychiatrist. Right. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, everything in my health was like abnormal. I, um, I can imagine. I bet you're, I'm sure your hormones were all over the place as well. Yeah. Every single like vitamin and mineral was off. My like heart was off everything. Um, so the doctor wouldn't let me train. Um, and during that time, like previously I'd use training as a way to like lose weight. Right. So um, t- talk about your training a little bit. What kind of training were you doing during that time? Cause I can't imagine you were doing a ton of extreme lifting or like really high intensity stuffs being that low calorie. I was doing like exclusively cardio. I mean, I do like some like body weight squats maybe, right. but like cardio for an hour two hours a day after not eating all day what kind of cardio were you out like running or on the treadmill like, yeah on the elliptical um, just like I'd burning do, like, as stairs. long as you could 
yeah, going until I literally thought I was going to, like, faint or pass out. Um, and then I'd go home and, like, sometimes eat something mm-hmm. or just, like, wait as long as possible to eat. Um, and then, so, yeah, with my history of that, of the gym not being a healthy place for me, the doctors wouldn't let me work out for good reason, yeah, obviously. absolutely. And so that was, like, my motivation to start eating again and get better was that I could go back to the gym and, like, do it in a way that was healthy. Right. Um, so after, yeah, like, a good four months, then I could, like, went back to the gym. And, like, I had just missed it so much. And, like, it was a whole new world for me to be able to use it in a way that was healthy. Uh-huh. And, like, to not look at how many calories I was burning or, like, how much I weighed each day or right. things like that. Now, when you, when you got back into the gym, how did you go about that? Did you have, did you have like a guide helping you out or were you just like, I'm going to YouTube the shit out of this and I'm going to, you know, how, how did you go about that? Cause I can't imagine it was, um, you went back in with the same mentality as before. Right. I, so my roommate, um, has been into fitness for like her whole life. She was a gymnast for 10 years, like knows her way. Right how the body works and around the gym so I brought her with me and she um helped me get back into it okay and then just trial and error over the next few months now what kind of exercises were you guys starting with was it like a lot of um was it you know technical work or was it more just like compound movements getting started um I mean we do a lot like still cardio still did some cardio I remember we did like leg press for the first time and I was scared to like even put like a plate on it right and most, most people are probably feeling that way I bet yeah but now I can do you know like three plates on each side and like right in a year right. that's huge that's a big difference yeah so that yeah that experience changed my whole course of action for my life like I wouldn't be sitting here with you talking about this in this gym if I hadn't had anorexia right exactly and then that's like my whole like purpose and message for why I'm a trainer is that like everybody has maybe not to that extreme or in a different way but I feel like everybody has some kind of like insecurities or things that they don't like about their body or things they want to change and like I can tell them that like I was there too like I went through that too and it's all about like changing your thinking and like changing yeah your body to make it something that you're proud of right that, like I'm strong I can do this I'm yeah have the endurance to do it I've eaten well enough to have the energy to do it right exactly so so you mentioned some you just mentioned something really important that I, I want to talk about a little bit you mentioned changing the way you think you know in the in general but also the way you eat the way you think about exercise what was like that what was that like for you what kind of what kind of like negative thinking did you had to have to overcome in order to get to that better headspace? A lot of, I mean, I couldn't have done any of that on my own. Of course. For of sure. Course. Um, working with the professionals that I did, like it was every day having homework to work on. Like right. I, my nutritionist especially like totally like changed my life because I had had this, I somehow changed my thinking to be that being full was the worst feeling in the world Mm -hmm. and like feeling empty like I didn't have anything in me was pleasurable and she explained that you know a baby Mm -hmm. when they're like so pure and just have their feelings of like you know yeah of those 
essential needs that they need to be met that they don't like feeling hungry and Mm -hmm. they're satisfied when they're full and how to change my thinking back to the way that it's supposed to be to a more natural state right okay that that's that's so interesting for me to think about just because me me personally i'm the exact opposite um i i will eat until i feel the most full possible which is something that i've had to work on myself wise but that that's so crazy how the mind can be so powerful in that we're two different people and we have very similar issues, but they're completely different. So that's right. so interesting to me. Now, let's let's talk about a little, uh, let's go back a little bit. When you first started seeking out help for this stuff, what, what was that like for you? Did you, was there like a single moment when you thought to yourself, like, I, I have a problem, I need to fix this? Or was it like a, over the course of a long period of time? Or was it people helping and reaching out to you? What, I know there's a lot of people out there that probably are in that scenario and probably don't know what it's like to take the step forward. So my roommate is um, in grad school right now to become a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so she, she always said when I was like, yeah, struggling with it, it was getting worse. And she said, one day you're going to be like laying on the floor and just decide that you can't handle this anymore. You're done with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's time to make a change or get help. And one day I was just at that point, like I came down to the kitchen, just like crying. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like I can't do this myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, called therapists. They got me in like that week. Um, and still for the first probably like a month or two, I cried and like didn't want to go to therapy right yeah um and she really pushed me to do it and would like drive me and pick me back up and I always felt better after I like had more like hope yeah exactly so it sounds like having that support system of even just like a positive roommate was like instrumental for you absolutely I don't know I yeah I honestly don't know where I'd be if I didn't have that right I I completely understand that I know a lot of a lot of the struggles that people go through just like you and just like us um that that's the key factor is the people who don't succeed a lot of times they don't have that support system so i think it's really number one it's amazing that you had one already as a roommate but number two you went and sought out that support system as far as the professionals go the therapist the nutritionist the people who are going to uh look at you as a person and kind of just be there and have your back and stuff so i think that's that's really important too that's amazing so Let's talk a little bit about your road to recovery as far as um, the eating aspects go. This might be a stupid question, but was it really difficult for you to make that switch into the actual physical eating aspects of it once you worked on How did that work out as far as it, like... Yeah, it was hard. Um, so I'd like go see my nutrition therapist. Right. And... Like, I hated going. I loved her, like, seeing her, Mm -hmm. but hated seeing her because I knew that she was going to make me do hard things. Right. Which sounds so simple to, like, just eat. Mm -hmm. But to actually start eating again and, like, regularly was really difficult. And she... So, at first, I'd just have to, like, every two hours go into the kitchen, Mm -hmm. look and see if there's something that, like, I want to eat. Like, just give myself the, like opportunity to eat right every two hours and like slowly i'd start to like eat a little bit um now were the were these foods um did, did it really matter at this point what kind of foods you were eating or was it more just whatever felt good to you whatever sounded good to you 
as far from like her standpoint the like mm. you know therapist standpoint didn't matter for me there's definitely foods that are like i'd consider bad mm-hmm. and good foods which i still struggle with today yeah i was gonna say um very very similarly i i've tried very hard to stay away from good and bad foods right as, as far as like labels go yeah like one time i literally ate like three chips mm-hmm. and yeah was on the ground like couldn't do anything freaking out because i wanted to take a laxative so bad but there were people around and i never did that when like people were around because it's like a super like painful not cute process right and also you probably i'm sure don't want people knowing your business knowing what you're doing about your body that's like like yeah it's like a shameful thing to do right no one wants to be outward about their something they're working on like that right so yeah there were definitely things though that i still couldn't eat even now like struggle with still like have those thoughts of like "Mm, should I eat these chips and then Mm -hmm. now I can push past it and be like okay it's some chips that's not going to do anything to me and they taste good right you know but definitely for a while it was yeah starting with like a couple grapes Mm -hmm. and then like or some toast or like and like moving up from there um and yeah still today there's definitely that like control over food right for sure that's like continually a process um like I used to have like every meal even when like I was eating in the past you know like probably 10 years was very regimented Mm -hmm. like I had the same breakfast every day whether or not I wanted it this was what I was supposed to have dinner was the same thing every day Mm -hmm. snacks were the same thing every day okay um and now my breakfast is still the same like I still keep what I'm supposed to have for breakfast but all the other meals then have a lot more freedom to it you've allowed some flexibility into your life yeah those like yeah there's right exactly a lot more flexibility to that um yeah but before it was super regimented and like so many things that were like bad on the list so let's talk a little bit about something a little different since you've been kind of changing the way you eat and train and the way you've kind of just living you're living a healthier life now how have you seen that impact like not only your hormones but your moods um your sleep patterns things like that things that like aren't necessarily so outwardly seen I mean I can just see that like when I eat you know a lot of like nutritious foods Mm that I have like energy right like there was right without eating I had no energy to do anything. Like, I literally just sat on the couch every day. I didn't go to class ever. Like, did the bare minimum schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Somehow graduated. And, like, now I can come to the gym and, like, have fun and train. And, yeah, be doing handstands in my living room, you know? And I would have right. never had the just the energy to do that. Like, I didn't realize how, like, much my life sucked until I started eating again and then could like reflect back and be like wow I feel so good right now Mm -hmm. like life was shitty when I you know when I was going through that like why would I do that how could you know while you're in it right right yeah it's really hard to see past where you're at in the moment Mm -hmm. yeah and especially if you're if your mind is set in the way of doing things and it thinks this is the right way this is the best way that's definitely something that's yeah. hard to get over. There was also a lot of fear involved of so like talk a little bit about that. Fear of gaining weight for sure was uh-huh. a huge thing. Like I always wanted my weight to be smaller. 
I this wanted a fat to be thing, less. Or was this a visual of your body? Or both. both. Okay. Both for sure. Like I'd yeah, look at my body and see like, okay, mm, I don't like this part of my stomach. I don't like this part of my arms. I don't like this or that. Um, and then also numbers like, yeah, I need to be under this weight. Right. Another thing was like with my period that if I didn't have that for like almost a year just because I was so unhealthy Mm -hmm. and if I did get it then I'd restrict more because that meant that I was fat right and that when it's really just a healthy thing like that means that you're healthy yeah that means you have enough fat on your body to procreate exactly but I in my head it was that I had gained weight Mm -hmm. so now I need to eat less and exercise more so that that doesn't happen again right it's crazy how the mind can take over like that it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I kind of can't even like talking about it. I can't believe that I was like went through that for so long and that I was in that state because mm-hmm. just talking about it sounds like I'm just talk. I'm talking about someone else, you know, like I'm telling you their story. Yeah, because it's almost like how how could that have been me? Yeah. So l- let's talk a little bit about um, your actual physical changes as far as like your um, athletics and physique goes since you've started what have you seen in your body how can you how um how can you promote like how you've grown show us like the different thing like all the positives that have come out of this um I mean I've put on a lot of muscle right there's also a time after anything with like anorexia or like you know restricting like crazy Mm -hmm. and then eating again where your body like gains a bunch of fat oh yeah absolutely so I yeah immediately gained like I don't know probably like 15 pounds of yeah really just fat and then so after that that was only a year ago and then in like January started like actually strength training again right and could gain yeah lose all that fat and then gain muscle Mm -hmm. um so yeah I just have the strength to be able to train how I want to Right, exactly. And I, I have to imagine that you're seeing the changes in your body. You're seeing the muscles grow. You're seeing, like, the actual body parts of yourself show definition and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, this is what I always wanted to look like. This is what I was always trying to achieve. Right. Well, maybe not, like, muscle. Like, I wanted to just be thin. Lean. Right. Lean all the way. Like, literally have had no shape ever. <laughs> um, Like, I have, like, a butt now. Right. That has literally never been there and I never like never wanted one wanted to be stick straight yeah up and down how do you um, feel about that now I mean I I am so proud of my body and right, like which you how, should be yeah it's strong it's like can perform well it like looks healthy and it's probably a lot happier oh hell yeah <laughs> absolutely right on so let, let's talk about your your training business a little bit tell me about what it looks like to train with Reina. Um, I mean, I kind of want to create a training experience that like I like to have, like when I'm working out with my friends is, yeah, it's fun. And then also like you're getting a kick-ass workout in, right, you know, right. like we're not just like fucking around with, I don't know, doing things that don't really matter, but like really activating all of those different muscle groups in mm-hmm. a way that is I mean, there's a better word than, like, smart, thoughtful, I guess. Mindfully? Yeah. Yeah. Right? To have, like, you know, compound movements and, like, total body workouts and things that you're going to target those muscle groups, like, multiple times a week to have that growth. And then also working on diet. 
which is one thing that I found a lot is that like that's not something that's known the most about in just like regular people that aren't in this industry Mm -hmm. is diet and how like the media portrayal of what a diet looks like you know like if like all of these fad diets that those are good or like just having carbs are bad eat less like not all of those things don't necessarily like work out how you're wanting them to right like you need to eat whole foods and train well and that's when you're gonna have the results and eat enough of them absolutely absolutely so do you do you feel like having these experiences and being able to portray them out to your clients it's really beneficial to you yeah I mean and also I can like relate to them because I can right. see like I yeah tried what you're doing which is to eat you know as little as possible it didn't work it's not going to work for you right I tried just cardio it didn't work for me it's not going to work for you or like you have these um insecurities about your body this is how we're going to tackle them right and so not only are you just telling them about this but you're telling them I know from experience exactly what's going on you can trust me on this stuff exactly and there's a lot of also just like yeah talking about that talking through those thoughts um maybe yeah about your insecurities and like looking at your body in a way that isn't like harmful or like mean to it you know yeah which I think is super important because I think nine times out of ten when I when I meet a client most of the time I need to figure out what their metabolism looks like and they're probably going to gain a little bit of fat in the first second because they're probably working with a metabolism that's been run down like crazy even if they are create um overweight or underweight right and so having having that experience and that confidence to tell them it's okay you're going to experience a little bit of weight gain you're going to experience a little bit of your body changing but that's part of the process and so i think having people like you people like me who have gone through these different experiences kind of gives them a little bit of a little bit more of a reassurance compared to someone who maybe has been pretty healthy their whole life I agree. I think that's a good point. Not yeah. to take away from the trainers who have been healthy their whole life. They'll, you know, to, right. they've, they've got their own credits to their own. It adds a dyna- dynamic aspect to it, though. Right. Exactly. And I, think, and I think it gives us a little bit better idea of how to speak to clients, how to help them through just the way they think about different things, rather than just telling them, if you eat this way and you train this way, you'll look this way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not about, yeah, that you did a squat with you know 45s on each side right it's that you didn't couldn't do that last week Mm -hmm. right it's okay like your arms are toning up your endurance is better you're happier like you have more energy those are the things to pay attention to right not that you lost two pounds right like that in the long run those two pounds are nothing that doesn't matter yeah i I shoot i fluctuate two pounds morning and night you know exactly. what I mean? everybody does yeah i i, I always uh, mess with my clients because they'll tell me like i feel so bad i gained two pounds this weekend i'm like dude i gained five pounds last night my that's how much my body can fluctuate it can mm-hmm. be almost 10 pounds in a day if i if i'm like really low on one end and then go really high on right, the other and right. uh, water wise but pounds are just pounds man your body's never going to be the same way it's not gonna it's gonna fluctuate amen you just have to you have to be able to kind of work with it but what about going forward for you are there a lot of mindful practices that you have to still practice regularly or are there things that you have to like what is the big thing that you're still working on um the thing that I'm working on is really in order for me to change my body composition more to put Mm -hmm. on more muscle is that I have to put on weight right and also means that I have to eat more 
which right. means being full. Right. So all of those things are not are kind of foreign to me. We're well, very new now, mm-hmm. um, and a, like a very conscious effort all the time. Right. To, yeah, to eat. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, it's this time. I need to eat. I need to, yeah, be putting in enough calories for my body to grow. Right. For it to perform how I want to. So I'm sure you have to be mindful of having meals prepared or having like a plan of attack essentially for making sure you get those calories. Right. And then also it's still a battle to like eat out. I mm-hmm. hate eating out because it's not something that is in my control as far as food. Right. You have I also no have idea. a bunch of allergies. So that plays a part in it. That complicates things. Okay. But I think the main issue is that I yeah don't know what they're putting in that. I don't know. Yeah, how much fat is in that? I don't know how many... Yeah, exactly. So, especially surrounding breakfast, like, I... It's definitely... That alone is, like, my own therapy session, Mm -hmm. is if my friends want to go to brunch. Yeah. Is then... Yeah, okay. Going to brunch, keeping those thoughts... Those thoughts, you know, still, like, enter my mind. Right. Of, like, uh, should I eat this? Should I not? Like, these pancakes are really good, but, like... Am I going to regret that later? Yeah. How will I feel And just later? pushing those out, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, those are here, accepting that I think that, and then letting it go. Right. And still eating that pancake that I want to eat. Right. Exactly. You know? And the day went on and, you know, and I still, whatever. And you probably crossed PR'd the workout or afterward. Something. Exactly. Right. So it's still definitely like a process and it's not something that is like a one and done kind of thing. Right. That makes complete sense to me. So let's talk about your training style a little bit. Do you have a favorite exercise? Um, I do really like back squats because I'm not very good at them. Okay. Like my range of motion is definitely something that I'm still working on. Define that and, a little bit for our listeners. Um, well, my hips are just super tight. Okay. And so working on loosening those up so then I can get my like butt from being at, you know, 90 degree or like parallel to the ground to below parallel. Right. Um, so I can have full range of motion with that while keeping my form. Awesome. So like keeping all my muscles tight all the way down and all the way back up. Right. And then adding on weight to increase that. So yeah, that's my favorite because it's a challenge for sure for okay. me. What about, so do you have a least favorite exercise? One that you know you have to do, but don't really enjoy too much. I just really hate training triceps. Like Interesting. I know people are like, "What the hell?" Well, but I, I'm kind of on board with that. I don't like triceps either, but like it's just well, it's just like boring. Like I want to do something that I'm like really pushing myself. Like it's hard. I want to like compete with the guys, you know? Right, right. Like yeah, I'm 105 pounds, but I want shoulder press as much as you. Yeah, you know, which isn't always like logical, but, but understandable. I totally get that. Yeah. So in the gym is yeah challenging myself things that are also fun right like earlier i finished my workout with some like handstand push-ups yeah i saw while i was setting up i saw you guys doing some handstand stuff over there and i was thinking wow i wish i could do that (laughs) and i kind of thought about it and i was like well i could do that why aren't i trying to do that exactly like just finishing the workout with something that's functional and fun Mm -hmm. or like yeah before for our warm-up of the workout we were just practicing pull-ups just to just for the hell of it, because yeah. they're fun, you Which, know? Which, like, if you're, in, if you're enjoying them, all the better for you, man. I hate pull-ups. They're hard. I'm a, I'm a large cat, so <laughs> pulling all this weight up's a little bit more difficult. But I think that's what's, like, fun for me about it is that it is hard. Like, finding things that are difficult and then mm-hmm. seeing myself progress in it. Right. I totally, totally get that. 
let's talk about your goals going forward whether it's business personal social what what have you what does that look like for you what kind of goals do you have going forward um i mean i want to continue to grow my business because i'm pretty new at this um and i know i have a lot to learn and like i'm learning literally every single day like with each client i learn something different what works what doesn't like this client's different than that client um so a lot of learning to do and work and growing in that um and like i love my job like it's hard for me to call it work because i know i think it's i mean i have the best job in the world anytime someone talks about like training oh i have to go train and they refer to it as work i kind of double take to myself and think oh yeah i guess that is work (laughs) i am i am in fact working right I've thought also back and forth about whether or not I'm ready to, like, compete in, like, a bikini competition or something like that. What do you think about that? I would really love to compete. Um, What's stopping you? Well, it's the thoughts of, like, dieting. Right. Like, re- adding restriction and then also, like, bulking. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to so, spend some time gain a little bit of body fat. Right. And Yeah. Gaining weight is also just hard for like my body doesn't do that super easy Mm -hmm. and then also i don't know how it is to like cut in a way that is healthy Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i'm ready for that yeah that's that's a whole nother topic because i think nine i would say 90 percent of competitors aren't cutting very healthy yeah so like for someone like you that would be really in instrumental to finding out how to do that and having probably having a really good coach i think um, I'm I'm personally not invested in the bodybuilding world. I don't know enough to to say whether who who would be a good coach or what kind of program looks the best. But I have to imagine that it would have to be fairly conservative. Yeah, I agree. Because that's to be- how I am too, though. Like I wouldn't want to go into a 12 week cut and know that I'm going to end at like 1500 calories when my maintenance was 3000 when I started. Right, and then that's also yeah not something that's maintainable. And then there's also like it's very common in the bodybuilding world to then have like those disordered thoughts right when you're not at stage weight right because no that's not maintainable for anybody to be at stage weight no and I would I would even argue it's not healthy either absolutely yeah I agree yeah I agree that that's one thing I've always uh everyone always asks me like when are you gonna do a competition when are you gonna you know challenge yourself in that manner and I've thought about it so many times and I've you know hemmed and hawed but I don't think it's for me. I don't think I want to be judged. I don't think, I don't think I want to stand in front of people and like present myself. That sounds scary to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But it definitely is a challenge of how far you can push yourself. Right. So I might just do like, yeah, a bulking cut as if I was like maybe going to compete at the end Mm -hmm. and just see how it goes. Like something that's like pretty light with my coach. Right. That would be fun. And see how it is. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah, I totally get that. Because I, wa- I don't want to take any steps back, you know. We're all about yeah, progressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Healthy. Which could also be a really healthy thing to do, a, like, a mini cut or something and see, like, if I'm okay with that. Yeah, can like, you Like, I it? was okay with that, and now I'm, like, stronger because I did that and didn't go too crazy or didn't have disordered thoughts. Right. Or didn't fall off completely. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that could be really that in itself is would be a huge challenge but also could have really strong outcomes mentally right for for me that's how bulking periods are when I tell myself oh, okay I'm gonna bulk a little bit in reality you should be increasing calories up to like maintenance maybe a little bit over 
but my mind goes free reign. Let's let's go crazy. Let's eat it all. <laughs> and so I, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, what about powerlifting? Any thoughts about any strong? Because I, you were very strong for your size. You were a small lady, but you can lift really big weights. Yeah, I don't know. I just always think of powerlifters as like. Yeah, these huge guys that can do, like, crazy things. Right. And then you have Tyler, who's training for one right now. Right, exactly. And, like, I can't compete. He was, like, deadlifting, like, 300 pounds, like, easy. Like, without a belt on and everything. Different strokes, different people. Yeah. Different weight classes. That's more than three of me. So, like, yeah, I guess I'd have to look into what go, yeah, a class for, like, the smallest people in the world or something yeah I mean I'm not familiar with like, the weight <laughs> classes per se but I know it's like all based on your weight so I mean you know it'd be relative yeah I've honestly never thought about that at all I think it'd be very interesting that is interesting I might have to look that up yeah, after this and see, see like I what weights now. I'd have to do to compete at my like height and weight how's your deadlift right now um I haven't really practiced it much lately I'm yeah I deadlift like I don't know, 135 probably. That's not bad. I haven't been like very consistent with it either though. Do you deadlift sumo or conventional? Big question. Um, conventional. Right, good. Yeah. Only Tyler does sumo. We make fun of him for it. (laughs) No, a lot of people make fun of sumo stance. I'm not going to sit here and make fun of it, but I mean, you should probably. I mean, you're still like working the same muscles generally. (sighs) Kind. I'm not a fan of sumo, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's for a different story. Let's, um, you know what? Let's talk about where people can find you. Do you have uh, you have an Instagram, right? Yeah. So tell us what is your Instagram and what can people find there? My Instagram is Raina Nicole Training, um, and on there, so on my like posts, it's just me, right? Like what I'm up to, my training, and. I try to make my, like, captions have meaning to them, like, you know, this is what I was dealing with today, mm-hmm. as, you know, mentally or my body or something like that, um, and just from, like, my history, putting things in there, because I think that a lot of people, like, it's a good reminder to be, like, yeah, other people have come from this, and, Well, and it's like, nice to show people it. what's going on with you and, like, how you're doing things, and, like, people use that. That's information. That's knowledge, you know? Right. And then on my stories, I'm always posting, like, clients and client updates. Um, yeah, what we're doing in the gym. Right. Um, progress pictures of clients and things like that. Awesome. Is there anywhere else people can find you? Um, yeah, I mainly use Instagram. I'm on Yelp. Yelp. That's important, actually. Yelp is oh. a big deal. Yeah, Rain and Nicole training on Yelp. Um, oh, I have a website, too. Yeah, there dot com. <laughs> So on your website, can people contact you? Can they um, figure out how to schedule a training with them? Uh, what does that look like? Yeah. So on my website, I have like um, testimonies from other clients. Right. And I have like a breakdown of what training looks like with me. Mm-hmm. And then also you can like click a page to book a uh, consultation. Right. And like you can just pick the time right then and there. Mm-hmm. And so, you train men and women? Yeah. Men and women, of course. It's important to say that nowadays, you know. A lot of, um I had a client that came in and she was a female and she thought that I would only train males and I think it's really important that all people know that we train men and women here. Absolutely. 
you know, we, we have specifics, but we all, we all know what we're doing for the most part. We all know how to, and to be honest, men, men's and women's training is the same. It's the same yeah, stuff. Right. Just different weights. Yeah. So eating more calories probably. Right. It's just understanding the person. So everyone out there who thinks men and women need to train differently, they don't, don't worry about it. Right. We got it. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Muscle is built the same way in a man and a woman. Right. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to end that podcast here. I know we talked a lot today. We had a lot of good information about you, a lot of information about what you've gone through and now what you're going through as far as training and how people can contact you. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to say thank you very much for coming in and talking to me. It was an amazing podcast. I enjoyed it a ton. Um, I know my audience is going to love it as well. Uh, with that being said, guys, if you enjoyed it too, please leave me a review on Apple iTunes. It's the BA Fit Cast. <laughs> Excuse me, the BA Fit Cast. If you send me a DM on Instagram, I will give you a four-week jump start to fitness program. That's where I get you guys started on a super easy, super realistic workout routine to get you jump started into fitness. Anyway, guys, like I said, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys always. I want you to stay happy, stay healthy, and stay motivated. And I'll catch you on the next one.